Hello and welcome along to another Hometime podcast. It's uh, it's an A-list one today, and that's not me. <laughs> it certainly isn't me. Uh, on the podcast tonight, Ricky Gervais. You'll hear him chatting uh, about the final season of Afterlife, uh, which is uh, about to arrive on Netflix for you to binge watch. Uh, so that's to come. And we also have the Hometime Film Club, uh, where we'll be talking big wins. Let's not... Let let me get in the way. Let's get on with it. Every Thursday, we open up the Hometime Film Club. A little bit earlier than normal today. Uh, Ricky Gervais here after five, talking about the final season uh, of Afterlife. So the Film Club up and running now. I thought we'd look for a film that is about winning big. Uh, because, as you know, somebody is going to win big on this show tomorrow night with Pay Your Bills. £40,000 to be won. Sorting out all your bills for 2022 with money left over to have fun. That's what happens in the movies, isn't it? They win that big cash. They have fun. They go and bath in money. They fritter it away. What's the greatest film about winning big? like you could be tomorrow night. I've had a thought about this. The one that I'm going to put forward this week is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The classic, the Gene Wilder one, right? Charlie wins a chocolate factory. <laughs> I mean, the, the money's good, but, I mean, think about it. I mean, he's, he's inherently won money there because, you know, buying chocolate, making chocolate, that's a licence to print money for all of us. So that's what I'm putting for. It's such a great movie. What's that perfect film to settle down tomorrow night when you've won that £40,000? Uh, what are we going for? Right, uh, Chris, a good film to watch for winning big, please. It's Bruce's Millions. It's a very popular suggestion. I'll tell you that much, Chris. Um, for, um, for those who haven't seen it, and there can't be many, give it a quick pitch. It's... Uh... Just an amazing comedy, late John Candy and uh, Richard Pryor, Jamie Lee Curtis. What more do you need to know? Uh, well, I mean, you have me at John Candy, to be quite frank. Hell of a lot of money, all got to be spent in one day. It's a great idea. Right. It's a fantastic idea. Now, if you won that £40,000 on pay your bills tomorrow evening, you don't have to spend and pay all those bills off on one day, just to make clear. But Brewster's Millions is being suggested by many. It's a great pick, Chris. Certainly is. Uh, Nick, you got another suggestion for us. It is the absolute fantastic classic, Waking Ned. Now, Nick, I'm going to have to hold my hand up here and say I haven't seen this so give me the pitch <laughs> you well, groaned you groaned <laughs> I did, I did, you're right because it's a massive fail that you've not seen it apologize it's, about, uh, it's, it's quite all right it's about a little Irish village where one man has won the lottery uh, and unfortunately dies at the shock of winning the lottery mm -hmm. and all the other villagers have to scheme together to get the money and share it between them Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love the sound of that. Who's in it? Any big names? Uh, there are, but they're a little bit older than myself, so I'm not too sure exactly <laughs> what they're called, But it's definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. We're a good team on this one, aren't we? We're just about piecing this together. Yeah, 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 definitely. Getting quite a few Jerry Maguires coming through now as we search for the perfect movie about winning big 
I'll tell you in about five minutes' time how you can be winning big tomorrow, paying your bills £40,000. Uh, let's get some more suggestions of movies. Mark, what do you got for us? Uh, Trading Places. Oh, that's a belter. Uh, so once again, for anyone who hasn't seen it, give them the little top-line pitch. Uh, basically, it's about uh, two people that swap places at the end. They all conspire together to uh, win the big time and uh, put the rich into uh, the poor and they, the poor become the rich. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, isn't it? Oh, it's a classic. It is a classic. Uh, if you got that £40,000 yourself tomorrow on Pay Your Bills, that would take care of your 2022, wouldn't it? Oh, just about. Make sure you are entered, Mark. Great suggestion for the movie. Thank you very much. This time tomorrow, they could be all paid off your bills for 2020. £40,000 must be won. It's a guaranteed win, and we'd love it to be you. Text WIN to 8-12-15. That is WIN to 8-12-15. 40 grand, bills paid, money left over, then you can start doing some fun things. Uh, text costs £2 plus your standard message rate, over 18s only. Full terms and online entry for this network competition are on our website. Closes at 4 o'clock tomorrow. That's when we could be calling you. If we do, just pick up the phone and £40,000 is yours. That's all you've got to do. Pick it up. Nothing clever. No questions to answer. Nothing you've got to say. Just text WIN to 81215 now for that forty grand tomorrow. This is the show that has a radio station for every decade and it's time to jump through all of them. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning £500 as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of those absolute radio decade stations to win? It was nearly done yesterday. Will Lara be the person to do it today? How are you, Lara? Nervous. <laughs> My next question was going to be, how confident are you? Because we nearly got a winner yesterday. Oh, um, yeah, not very, but, you know, let's go. Let's, let's have a cry. <laughs> I like that attitude, positivity. Uh, we'll take you through the rules. Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present day. 60 seconds to get them all right. You can't pass on a question. And when the time is up, the game ends. Does that make sense? Yep. So, Lara, you can start in whatever decade you want to. Uh, where are you going to start? I'm going to go with our favourite decade. I'm going to go for the 80s. Yes, Lara! My favourite too. Uh, all right, well, let's hope that's a lucky decision for you. 60 seconds, good luck. See if we can okay. do this. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 80s, Appetite for Destruction is an album by which rock Guns band? Yes. Who held the position of Prime Minister of the UK in 1993? John Major. Yeah, that's your 90s done. Noughties, Humbug is the third studio album from which British band? Oh. Oh, no. Um... Start saying some names just in case. Yeah, um, third album, you say? Yeah, Humbug. Oh, um, just trying to think. Oh, my gosh. Naughty's band. So your Naughty's question. Um, oh, they're in Northern... Um, Arctic Monkey. Yes! Which driver won the 2016 British Grand Prix? There's your tens question. Who won the... 2016 British Grand Prix. Um, 
Time's up. Lewis Hamilton. You're a loser and you have lost. Yes, he did. He did indeed, but the time is up. Uh, So you remain trapped in the 2010s. It's a valiant effort. You got through four of the decades, but uh, three still to go, which means nothing for you, I'm afraid, Laura. Hard luck. No worries. Uh, We're going to play again on Monday. And if you can't wait until then, you can play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. Time Absolute Radio, thanks to our friends at GoDaddy. We have £2,000 to give away every single day this week. Uh, our contestants on the line hoping to win the cash today. Uh, line one is Denise. How are you, Denise? You right? I'm fine, thank you. Hello. <laughs> uh, and our second contestant is Lydia. How are you? You right? Um, brilliant, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go through what's going to happen to you both. Uh, in case you weren't aware, I'm sure you were, GoDaddy uh, is where business owners go to build a professional website, attract customers, sell products and services and manage their work. And in this game, we'll be celebrating one of those business owners. Uh, they're about to give you some clues and you'll have to guess what their company does to win the prize. So... Listen closely, because earlier on this afternoon, I chatted to our fourth business owner of the week. Uh, This is Omar. Have a listen. He's got a few little clues, and they're hopefully going to help you work out what he does. Omar, please tell us, without giving it away, what your passion is. We like to make people dance. You like to make people dance? My favourite destinations... Uh, Ibiza and Dubai. Okay. You can find me in the Alps in the winter. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's got me interested. All right. Just heard some clues given by Omar, our business owner of the day, describing his company. Uh, So, Denise, Lydia, your aim is to try and identify Omar's business. You're going to have five turns asking me a yes or no question to do just that. So you could ask... Does Omar's business involve making furniture? I then might say yes or no. Uh, If you think you know the answer, you can then guess on your next turn. And then if no one has the answer after five rounds, we'll go to a tiebreaker round. Does all that make sense? Yes, I think so, yes. Okay. Denise, you're on line one, so you get the first question. Away we go. Does the job involve travel? I don't think necessarily the business itself does, so I'm going to say no. Lydia? Does the job involve music? It does involve music. Denise, back to you. Can I guess? Yes, you can. You can can have a guess. This would be your question. Oh, is it a DJ? It's a little bit more than that, so I'm not accepting that as the correct answer. (laughs) Uh, Lydia, on to you. Can I have a guess? (laughs) Lydia, you can, yes. Does it involve producing music? Oh, Lydia, it's a little bit more than that as well. We're in the same situation. Denise, it's back to you. Is the business a holiday DJ? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a business that is a holiday DJ, no. Lydia, back with you. Do they actually produce musical instruments? 
we're going a little bit colder again here, I would, I would <laughs> okay. say. So, so no. Denise, back with you. Your fourth question. Is it indoors? I'd say the business that Omar runs, more often than not, uh, the activities will be indoors. So, yes. Does it involve performing in front of lots of people? I guess in time, these people will. So, I, I'm going to say yes on that one. Uh, Denise, your final question. Okay. Is he, is the business, his, um, like a club DJ that goes to clubs? I'm going to say no on this one, Denise. Okay. Lydia, your fifth and final question. Does Omar actually own a club? No. So, uh, neither of you correctly identified Omar's business yet, so I'm going to list some clues. Uh, the first person to correctly answer the clue is the winner. Your names will be your buzzers, all right? So as I give out the clues, the fastest person to say their name, uh, I will go to you and ask what your next guess is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Right, OK. Uh, right, first clue. So, I would have liked to have gone to one of these to learn piano when I was younger. You might learn your scales here. Denise? Lydia. Denise, Denise. I Denise. heard Denise first. Denise, give me a guess. Is he a music teacher? Is a correct answer. Yeah! Is a correct oh answer, God! Denise. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You don't realise how happy you've made me. <laughs> Denise, you've done so well there. Uh, Lydia, I mean... Hard luck. This has been the hardest one to uh, to referee. You guys have both been so close and circling around. So well played, Lydia. But Denise, uh, congratulations. What are you going to do with your two thousand pounds, Denise? As soon as everything's open, I'm going to go on holiday. It's been cancelled so many times. I'm just so excited. You've made my year. We're delighted for you. Well done. Right, let's go to Omar. Tell us a bit more about your company, Music Workflow Academy, Omar. Well, we teach people all over the world how to pursue their passion of music through DJing, music production. We also manage a few artists around the world and make sure that they're achieving their goals of playing DJ sets in clubs and signing to record labels. And we've helped over 30,000 students in 150 countries. So you can get booked in at www.musicworkflowacademy.com and you can find out some more information on there as well. Right, cheers, Omar. Well done to Denise for uh, correctly identifying his company. It's all thanks to GoDaddy, providing all the help and tools you need to grow your business online. No technical skills needed. They've got you covered. Ricky Gervais, my guest in the studio. This is going to be the hardest interview to do, Ricky. Not to gush to you about how much I loved Afterlife Season 3. But so, gush away. <laughs> it's going to happen. I won't be able to stop myself. Okay. <laughs> I guess the first thing I want to say is, are we always ready to laugh? The, the reason I ask that as the first question is, over the weekend when I was watching Afterlife 3, my wife's telling me to pause watching because I'm crying into a cushion. Yet, three minutes later, I'm laughing out loud. So how is a writer when you're doing well, that, this? That, that's literally the best compliment you can give me. That's it. And, and that was my worry when I first came up with the idea, that can people go from crying about a man who's suicidal because his wife dies of cancer to laughing where he insults a little fat kid in school? <laughs> and the answer seemed to be yes. And that was my guess because... That's what real life is like. You have a great time and you get a terrible text. 
you know, the best day ever, and then your dog's sick and you've got to take it to the vet. The people that came up to me after the first series and said, oh, my God, that was me, that was me after I lost my wife or my brother or my... You know, they said, anything, oh, I thought I was mad, but I'm not. And it taught me that everyone's grieving. Everyone is going through this. And I think we're going to see the new pandemic is anxiety and people are worried and uh, they can talk about it now, which is good. The pandemic is referred to throughout this series with obviously the the level of loss that everyone has experienced over the last two years and obviously you must have filmed this during the pandemic yeah. were you tempted in any way to to give it a bigger role or or was that not really needed no, in Tony's I thought, story i thought eventually it's going to be over eventually it's going to go back to normal and i think people aren't going to be reminded they don't want to be reminded of it people want to get back to normal life and you know i made a decision that in 10 years time it would be odd to have all the characters in masks. Yeah. It would they go, well, when was that? You know, it would it'd be odd. Mm. Um, and it's all about the big issues. It's a, it's a love story. It's about life and death. It's about uh, worrying about get, getting on with people, being kind. It's all those things that will still be around in 10 years. And hopefully masks won't. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Ricky, how do you go about closing everything up, tying everything up? It must be, it must be the hardest part of writing. Yeah, well, it can go lots of ways. And it's bittersweet. It's sad that, you know, it's the end because, you know, I, I could carry on and it makes sense to carry on. When you've got a hit show, it, it's mad to end it, <laughs> but I think it's the best decision artistically. Mm. And it's still there. And, and I think an amazing 18 episodes is better than an amazing 18 episodes and a dodgy six, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. or a lacklustre, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, no spoilers, but I think this is about the best ending it could have had. Agreed. Um everyone to be the judge of that but I'll stand by it and I'll probably have to explain it to a few people um, I feel the same as I did when I first did it when I did The Office I'd rather it was a million people's favourite show than ten million people's tenth favourite yeah. show then Netflix comes along and goes well no we can make it a hundred million people's favourite <laughs> show <laughs> I go okay let's try that then Do you have a favourite character in it? It changes every time and it depends for what really I think Anne on the bench is my favourite in terms of she was there to show the, the kindness of strangers and she's important. She saves his, saves his life. Yeah. So does the dog. You know, the dog, you know, it's not a Disney film, there's not tricks, but I wanted to show that that dog saved his life, both literally and metaphorically. In terms of comedy, uh, <laughs> I, I think Brian Gittins might be... I mean, he's such an oddball... Um, <laughs> Uh, and he says some of the worst things ever. But, you know, there are people like that. And I, it's funny as well, because um, some people think that, that, oh, oh, you know, they, they describe it as like uh, an ensemble cast of, of strange losers and misfits. And I think, no, that's what that's what England's like. Because, <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they're used to watching ER when everyone looks like George Clooney and Brad Pitt. And I go, no, 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 no. Most people look like me and Brian Gittins. <laughs> we don't look like Johnny Depp. That's normal. <laughs> when, you're, when you're writing characters into a series, like this, have you ever had uh, a situation where you've you've created a character and then it's surprised you how much the audience have have really taken to a particular character? You're know, like, I didn't necessarily see that. There's a character in this third series that, for me, I'd love to see a spin-off of. I, I absolutely adored. What, uh, which one is that? Without spoilers, I will so. say the actress's name, okay. uh, and that is Kate Robbins. Oh, Howl yeah. howling, yes, howling with laughter, yeah, howling well, with laughter. The good thing about being around as long as I've been around is that when I come up with a character, 
I know the perfect person to play it. When yeah. you first start out, you write characters that might be based on your life or whatever, and then you try and find an actor that looks like them and talks like them and can do the job, and you audition and audition. And then the second series, you know who you're writing for. Whereas now, with this, I cast before I'd started writing it. Right. Because I knew who I wanted to play, and they all said yes. In fact, when I when I called up um, Kerry Godleyman and said, oh, do you want to play my dead wife? She went, what, I'm a corpse? I went, no, 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 no. And they all say yes, then you can, you know, get to it. So I offered her the job before I'd finished writing it because I just I just knew she'd be perfect for it. She is. It's all perfect. I mustn't gush. Uh, there's a sporting Tony uh, in this season. I don't want to be rude. Is that you? What do you mean? <laughs> Were you playing the Tony... Yes. The squash was, player? Yeah, that was... Yeah, You're bloody yeah. good. Well, I chose for... <laughs> I chose for the <laughs> character to challenge my character to sports I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm good at racket sports. You're I a play, good tennis player, I've, a good table tennis I'm, player and a good squash player. Yeah, I'm... Uh, really probably, good. Tennis is my game. Um, so there's a thread, no spoilers, there's a thread where my brother-in-law, uh, played by uh, Tom Basden, uh, who plays Matt in The Office, um, is tired of my anger. He's just, he said, you're going to kill yourself or someone else. You know, you used to be good at sport, you should challenge... I go, right. I said, yeah, I do, I've let myself go. I said, but I could drink half a bottle of whiskey and still beat you at any sport. He goes, no, I go, go on then, table tennis. <laughs> then I, 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 we played table tennis. And, uh, and he goes, that's not physical enough. Um, right, tennis. And I played tennis. And then he goes, squash, and something happens. But, uh, yes, um, I, I did choose sports that I knew <laughs> I could do. Uh, and we played them for real, which is, which is good. You, and, could, I, you could tell, that's what I was thinking, sure. Surely this is this is a, a stunt double because this is so realistic. It was it was brilliant. There's no short fat stunt double who can play tennis as well as me. <laughs> um, I played uh, Eric Banner right at, yeah. at tennis once, and he's like you know six foot three. He couldn't believe I could run around the court. <laughs> he couldn't. Believe, he thought it was some sort of trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the squash that blows my mind, but people are going to see this yeah, come, come squash, tomorrow. To play, the first time I played squash. I'd had three pints. It's a great but sport, isn't it's it? It's unbelievable. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't play it now. Um, Did you warm your balls up on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> right, there's the trailer. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think that that could come out a different way. Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Good. Um, final question: How? I mean, I could ask so many more, but I know you've got to go. How, how do you relax? I mean, we, we talked about... And you, Ricky Gervais. Like we, we found out that you are this amazing racket sports player, but when you look at all the stuff that you do and, and the way that you, you nail the writing of this, you, it strikes me as such a creative, busy brain. Do you ever have a day where you wake up and go, I'm going to work on my stamp collection today? I think that I've got that sort of brain... So that's why I went into this. So I'd be doing it anyway. When when I wasn't famous stand-up or comedian, or I was I was doing it anyway. I was making jokes. I was coming up with stuff. You can't help what your brain does. I think um, uh, being creative is one of the most important things. It doesn't have to be doing a Hollywood movie. It can be gardening or doodling. Every day I wake up and I go, I can't believe my... Well, I go, I can't believe I didn't die in my sleep. But then I go, I, I've got another day. I should have a laugh. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's such a pleasure having you in and, and getting the chance to talk to you. Ricky, thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. And I do warm my balls on the radio, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even get up now with my age. I could just I could just throw them over and they they, they land on the, the radiator. <laughs> oh no. Hayley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, no, so we've been we've been working with GoDaddy uh, this week, doing a competition. People have been trying to guess the business, and uh, you've done your website with GoDaddy, um, yep. and it's an incredible uh, thing that you have set up. But we were kind of thinking, this is brilliant, but this might be a little bit too hard for people to actually guess what you do. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't get you on and not talk about it. Tell us about what you run. Oh, well, it's called Free My Meal, and we basically uh, connect recipients in need um, with a meal. So you can sign up to it. Let's say you've got some spare food left over from, you might have, I don't know, cooked some spaghetti bolognese, you might have a spare portion. You might feel, actually, I want to put that on and um, help somebody else with that. You can post it on one of our groups, and a recipient in need will get in touch with you and... It ticks a few boxes, basically. It helps people out, but it also prevents food waste as well at the same time. Such a great idea. And such a... <laughs> my goodness, such a simple idea as well. And I think... When I think about sometimes the food that gets wasted after, like, you know, it's it's all been cooked and all that kind of stuff. And, and like you say, there, there could be people around in your neighbourhood that could absolutely be doing with that for so many different reasons. And you've connected it together. I love this. Thank you so much. We've actually, if you do go on our website... I've actually got a meal map on there. So if you're somebody that is in need, you can go on and you can see all the postcodes in areas where people have offered food. And that meal map, since we did create our website with the lovely GoDaddy, has been viewed 120,000 times, which wow. is just mind-blowing. It's incredible. <laughs> so do you know how many kind of people that you have like involved with this? Yes, uh, approximately 30,000 wow. at the moment. Wow. Yeah, it's gone bonkers. When we first started it, I expected to possibly help about... 50 people in the kind of surrounding area. Yeah, when did you start it? August 2020. Wow. And it's just grown exponentially since then, which is incredible. I'm just so grateful for all the cooks, all the recipients and um, all the support, really. Well, I'm certain there will be home time listeners hearing this, hearing about it for the first time right now, who will, from both sides of things, want to get involved, whether it is cooking or being a recipient. So tell them where do they need to go to find out and uh, take part. You can just Google Free My Meal or go to freemymeal.co.uk. Any, um, you can join any one of our Facebook groups. We've got 70 uh, Facebook groups, mm-hmm. geographically arranged, but... I always recommend that people join the main Facebook group first. Any problems, just give us a shout on the email office at freemymail.co.uk and we'll try and help you out as best we can. Amazing. And you're entirely non-profit, aren't you? 100%. Absolutely. Um, I do this in and around my day job. I'm um, a music and teaching assistant in an infant school. So, yeah, my days are very um, full-on, but it's great. Hayley, you're a saint. Thank you for telling us all about it. It's amazing. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Appreciate that. Thanks for having me.